Hello friends, welcome to the Online Pastor Podcast, a place for you to discover faith and explore what it means to follow Jesus, experience God, and navigate life as a person of faith. My name is Amanda, and I am your host and Bible mentor, and I am excited to be on this journey with you. Hello again. Welcome to number three in a three-part focus on John 16.33. If you have not listened to the previous two, I would encourage you because I think this message is probably not going to make a whole lot of sense without the other two. But there are some really good questions, I think, out of the last two. And we're doing a real medita- meditational chew is what I like to call it. I think sometimes in our world, we like to skim for content. We're not always great at kind of just sitting in a phrase and kind of like when you have a good you know, candy in your mouth, you're just kind of mulling it over. And so I would encourage you because this last one kind of wraps everything up that we've been talking about. We've been focusing on John 16, 33, where Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me, you will have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So we've heard some difficult things. We've heard kind of this human tendency towards comfort that we have. And we've also had to address this sharpening this uh, pruning of our own internal natures I think around what spiritual transformation entails and how we bump up against the undiscipled parts of ourselves when we come to Jesus and how do we deal with those things and then as we become made new in Christ and as we become more like Christ in the world and bring about his kingdom we are inevitably going to run up run up against trouble. That's what Jesus is saying. In this world, you will have trouble. But he ends this verse by saying, take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, other translations say it's like, be of good cheer, but, you know, be of good courage. It's related to the Greek word where you exercise courage or you're be bold or have confidence. And so I think when you hear these last two kind of things we have mulled over, I have to ask myself, how does one find courage in the face of truths that are just hard? Like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with my human flesh and I'm going to bump up against things in this world that are going to make me uncomfortable and that are going to seem at odds with me. So how do I not be afraid? Well, I want to talk to you about a word that has gained a lot of attention. I alluded to it in the first um, in the first episode of the season, but also it's in the title of the season is resilient disciples and resiliency has kind of come to the attention in the mental health world as this word that helps us understand the capacity to recover quickly from difficulty or a sort of toughness, the ability to accept circumstances as they are and respond accordingly. And so there are two things, I mean, there are many studies on what makes people resilient people, but there are two things I kind of want to get at as it pertains to our particular uh, discussion in the last two weeks. 
And one, as I just mentioned it, is the ability. So resiliency is the capacity to recover quickly. And part of that is the ability to accept circumstances as they are and respond accordingly. So this, I'm going to talk about what this means. And I think that one of the things people say is that children are really resilient. They're always more resilient than we think. And I think this is linked to this discussion is the ability to accept circumstances as they are. The truth is, as adults, we develop a lot more expectation about things and also a lot more, um, I'm going to use the word entitlement about how we think things should go. And I think we also, you know, for good or ill, have more control over our circumstances, arrange things to our liking. And so when we go into situations with expectations and they don't happen as planned, our ability to accept that shift is going to be linked to our resiliency. And I think kids, I mean, they have those moments where maybe they'll cry or they'll show up and it's not what they thought. And so, and they adjust pretty quickly because they haven't, there's kind of a lack of self, like self consciousness there. They haven't really thought too much about it. And so I think even that piece is a good reminder to look at children sometimes or to check yourself about what were your expectations in this and can you adjust accordingly and respond to that so that's one of the abilities to kind of grow in resiliency but the second piece that is affected by that is a preparation that circumstances will be difficult ahead of time when you when you go into something knowing it's going to be hard then you don't have to necessarily address the fact that it also caught you off guard that this was harder than you thought it was going to be And this is what Jesus is doing in in this verse. He's preparing his followers for the reality that's going to face them, that in this world you will have trouble. Yeah, I remember as a young girl, my dad would say constantly to us, don't think you can have a good life here and a good life after you die. And I I will confess that as a child, I was not, and as a teenager, I wasn't encouraged at the time and I would roll my eyes and also be like, what a party pooper, like, thank you. But I have to confess that I was really glad that the repetition of this statement prepared me for the things that were tough, especially in high school when I started to have to make some choices or some stands on some things. And then his words came back to me and I was like, right, like this is the kind of trouble, like I want to just have an easy life or kind of go with the crowd here and this is it. This this is the moment. And so although maybe it caught me off guard, I wasn't, I didn't have to deal with my expectations because I had heard that it might be difficult. And so that allows me to go back to that first point where I can adjust to circumstances as they are and respond accordingly. And so this is what Jesus is kind of doing here. I think that preparation ahead of time, things are going to be difficult. And I like how A.W. Pink says it, and just a reminder that the Christian's resting place is not of this world. For who here we have no continuing city. The Christian is a pilgrim on a journey. They are a soldier called to fight the good fight of faith. The more this is realized, the less keen will be the disappointment when our ease is disturbed and our outward peace rudely broken upon. So Pink's way of addressing this expectation is that we remember that we are only passing through. We're not meant to settle. 
And if we all know that when we travel, we are expecting it to be difficult, we're expecting to have to find out new things, we're expecting unfamiliar food, we we expect to get lost. And when we expect it, right, we don't have issues with it. But when we're going somewhere, maybe even in our own city, and I just moved to a new city, I constantly get lost. Everything takes me longer than I hope it would. And if I don't remember that before I go out, I find myself frustrated. And so I think it's really important if we're going to think about like, how do we generate courage? How do we take courage is actually just expect the fact that courage is going to be needed. We're going to have to be bold. We're going to have to show bravery at times, which is might I, I love the traveling analogy. Most of us, if you've traveled, you kind of know I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm in an unfamiliar place, but because you expect it, you're able to deal with that discomfort. And I would even say you plan for it, right? Things are just going to take longer. I think it's really important if we're going to build, if I'm going to call it resiliency, that we remind ourselves that from the very beginning, Jesus always said that those who are following him were going to encounter trouble to his very first followers. I read a phrase recently where this author um, in an article wrote, courage and cowardice are equally contagious. Courage and cowardice are equally contagious. And I had to think about that. I was like, is that true? I don't know. But as I've mulled on it, I actually think that is true. If you think about, for example, the cultural fear of the last number of years around the pandemic, I think that there has been a spirit of fear of, you know, death, illness, whatever, and even of each other. That is catching. Like, I don't think, I think people, I mean, maybe we've even been in situations where people's anxiety can make other people anxious in the room. If I am allowed to use a spiritual analogy here about fear, I think that the spirit of fear is sort of like walking through a group of smokers, where even though you haven't smoked, You walk home and you have to shower, your hair smells like it, your clothes smell like it. And I think that in the last couple of years, there is a sort of, there has been a spirit of fear that has taken hold. And even if it is not our own, we are walking through it. And I think that can catch us if we're not careful. I also think that if you think, If you consider the verse, you know, um, for the Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. Let's do the reverse of that. For the Lord hasn't given given us a spirit of fear. So if there is a spirit of fear, there will not be power. So if you think about it, fear makes people feel powerless, right? Spirit of fear of power, love, and a sound mind. Where people are fearful, they are not loving, they are self-preserving. And the soundness, the logic, goes out the window. I mean, in an extreme case, I'm, I'm sure we've dealt with or seen people who are really anxious and you cannot reason. This is why I really think it's important to just pray this verse that the Lord hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I think cowardice is contagious. And then, of course, like we have our own hearts. I think we are naturally fearful creatures. And if you're listening to that, you think, oh, I don't actually fear a lot. I'm going to read you a quote by David Benner. And I think this really just convicted me. He says, I, I didn't think of myself as fearful because I was generally successful in avoiding what I feared. 
I didn't think of myself as fearful because I was generally successful in avoiding what I feared. I also just wonder if there is a challenge in that, in the way that we have set up our lives in the last two years. And I, I, I'm not going to make any specific analogies, but I think it is worth praying about and exploring how we have may have set up our lives at first out of wisdom or because we didn't know but now we're leaning into ways and setting up our lives which are more fearful than loving i think it's worth asking ourselves those questions because we are called to be and live differently and as jesus says here be of good courage we have a choice here we have a choice to be courageous or to be people of fear and I think courage comes because and when we are prepared for it, to, to, be, to need it. So the question is, how are we going to influence each other? What are people going to catch from you these days? I think we need, I think we need courageous Christ followers more than ever before. We have just celebrated the hope of the resurrection. We have just spent the weekend declaring that death is the last enemy. And yet we've been running scared of death. But it's the last enemy and it's the defeated enemy. And I want to end the first part of this series when we talk about resilient discipleship is with a challenge to you of what does it mean to be courageous follower of Jesus Christ today? What does it mean to live without fear, living in a sound mind, living in power, and bringing that hope to the world because it needs it more than ever? If we are going to be resilient disciples, we are going to need to take heart because we stand behind someone who's won the victory for us. There is nothing that we fear. Nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus in Christ. And so that's what I would ask as we start this series that you think about, okay, in this world, I will have trouble, but I am at, am I at peace with the one who matters most? And so when I am in pain because of pruning can I find the courage to be brave and to be loving because something new is being born? Thank you so much for joining me today on the Online Pastor Podcast. Please take something away and talk to God about it. But also, don't take my word for it. Grab your Bibles and spend some time with Jesus. Stay current on the next episode by hitting subscribe. And also stay connected by finding us under the handle, The Online Pastor. I look forward to being with you again.